Hey guys, from Max to the Morel Show. I uh, hope you guys enjoy this week's episode as it is the last episode for the Morel Show for the year. And uh, the end of 2022, what a great year this has been for us. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. Again, this week's episode is brought to you by True Culture. So if you guys don't know about True Culture, True Culture is an Australian-based jewellery company. And what this company offers is handcrafted, long-lasting, waterproof and non-tarnishing key pieces that represent you. Yes, you heard me, you. All their jewellery is hyperallergenic, which means it will never leave any green marks on your skin. They have got all styles for every occasion and every product is made to last without ever having to take it off. So thank you, True Culture Co. for sponsoring the last two episodes. And yeah, hope you guys enjoy this week's episode, especially with the guests that we've got on. So yeah, see you guys in there. Anybody I'm not, I don't try to copy anybody else. I'll just be Michael Zarafa. Boxing was getting boring without me. I'm back now and it's all, all green light, man. I'm, it's showtime. Hey guys, we're back to the show, and on today's episode, I've got my favourite boxer in Australia, Michael Zarafa, on the show. He has had 34 boxing fights. He's won 30, he's lost four, but we don't care about the four. You've won 30 still. So, Michael, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Thanks, mate. I appreciate it, man. It's uh, it's a pleasure being on your podcast and have the platform to uh, you know, share my story and, and inside the boxing world. But uh, I've actually had 35 fights now <laughs> with 31 wins. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, man. Like I said, it's uh, it's a privilege to be on on uh, on a podcast with you. So thank you. Right. So for people that don't know about you from overseas and stuff, so Michael Zarafa, how have you? So you've been boxing since young. How did you find love for boxing? Yep. Oh man, at seven years old, I just I, I literally was watching it back in the days. I just said to myself, you know. I want to be a world champion. I can do the same thing these guys can do. And I was only seven years old. I just knew with a bit of dedication, a bit of discipline, you know, I could be a world, ca- uh, world champion. And I've always had that, you know, I've always had that uh, that discipline. And, you know, I want to always stand down. I can't be average. So for me, boxing was the best best uh, lifestyle for me. And, you know, once I got in the boxing gym, I, I never shot away and, and, and never looked back. You know, it's it's been my dream come true to be a world champion. And I'm so close now. So for me, the, the, uh, the journey started at seven. That's good. That's really good. So, growing up, what boxes did you look up to when you were growing up? Uh, for me, my favourite was uh, Roy Jones Jr. You know, he was an absolute the goat of the sport. You know, he could do it all. He was, um, you know, he was entertainment as well as a fighter. Um, you know, I was privileged to have him ringside watching me fighting for the Commonwealth title uh, when I fought Adam Harper from England. But uh, yeah, Roy Jones Jr. for me, hands down, has to be you know, the all-time, all-time favourite, all-time great. But you're the number one middleweight boxer. How does that feel to have that to your name? I always knew it was going to happen. Um, you know, for me, that's what it's all about, to be number one. You know, when I was number 15, I said, you know what, well, we'll take it slow and steady. But I knew I was going to be 14. I knew I was going to be 13. And then eventually I knew I was going to be number one. And you know, I'm in that spot now. And it's, uh, it looks good next to my name, you know, number one. It's, um, it's a dream come true. But, you know, I've worked hard. You know, I've had a lot of setbacks, a lot of no's. But, um, you know, I just kept going. I just kept moving forward. And, Tell myself one day it will pass and, and uh, you know, the, the light will shine bright on the other side. Good. That's a, that's a really good mindset. A lot of people, I don't think, have that mindset of which you do. Into yeah, fight, like a lot especially. of people don't. You know, when it gets tough, a lot of people, you know, play the victim. But for me, I just work harder and, um, you know, I stay I stay quiet. 
you know, sometimes it doesn't seem like I stay quiet in the media, but, you know, for me, that's just the, that's the entertainment side of things, you know, it's just to sell the fight. You know, people that meet me say, oh, you're a really nice guy, you know, and that's what it's all about. You know, it's about putting bums on seats and um, putting attention to the, to the sport. Yeah, that's good. So we were talking before that you get a lot of hate towards you. Does that make you want to fight and, like, hurt the person you're fighting with the haters no. going against you? Nah, I block it out. You know, I just laugh. You know, sometimes I see some of the comments and they're actually funny, you know, because I've never <laughs> they're hating on me and, you know, I just, I just ignore it and, uh, and uh, it just makes me push harder. It just makes me know that what I'm doing works, you know, and if people are, you know, whether you love or you hate me, you're going to watch me and if you're taking note of me, you know, in a good way or a bad way, it's, uh, it's eyes on me, it's eyes on the sport and, um, you know, like I said, for me, I don't really look too much into it. You know, you can't please everybody. No matter what you do, you know, you could, you know, save a cat from a fire building and, you know, people find a way to somehow, you know, bag it. So I was just trying to stay relevant, you know. So for me, I don't go out there to please anybody. I just please Michael Zarafa and myself. And, um, and, and like I said, just the right people will be around you and they're the people that you'll know. Yeah. Well, I, um, like I said to you, I'm my favourite Australian boxer. I love the way that... Especially in the press conference, you just you're just so calm compared to other people. We could tell where people were nervous, even though they all chat shit, which a lot of boxers do. I mean, it's, it's a part of the sport. You have to try to get the other opponent off. But the way you just stay calm in the press conference is unbelievable. Like, I feel like that's like a lot of people don't pay attention to that side of thing. They're like more paying attention, like, oh, this guy's gonna win. He's gonna win. Like, I feel like that's the way it is. But like, it's cool seeing that you're so calm. Especially, even when you're in the ring, you're calm, you're relaxed. And like yeah. you said, you block. Do you block? When you're fighting, do you actually hear the crowd or do you, does that just block out that you're just focusing on the fight? Do you hear the no, crowd? I just, well? I just stay calm, man. I just, like I said, like, I just stay so relaxed and uh, I don't worry about it. It's like driving. You know, if you have to worry about everybody else on the road, you'll go mad. You know, I just focus on me. I'm driving my own vehicle. Um, you know, I've done all the training. I've done all the work. You know, I've got a good team. And, uh, you know, I can only do so, I can only do what Michael Zarafa can do. You know, I can't go out there and be Floyd Mayweather or Mike Tyson. And, you know, so I just go out there and be the best that I can be. And, and if it's not enough, I'm not meant to win. You know what I mean? And, and it, God willing, it's, it's been enough and it's only, you know, it's only going to get harder. And I feel like the best is yet to come. But, you know, the key is just say relax and just focus on you and, and, you know, don't get caught up in the crap and, and be a little bit, you know, a bit of a smart ass and just, you know, roll with it, you know, get under their skin and, and I seem to do it pretty easy. So for me, like I said, I just enjoy it and uh, it's, a, it's a journey that doesn't last forever. So, yeah. you know, and, um, and just, yeah, just have fun with it. Yeah. Well, mentally, how was that? Like, how, how did you get so mentally strong to just stay that focused on boxing? Uh, I mean, look, I've worked on it and, and I just try to stay present. You know, if you think about the past, you get depressed. If you think about the future, you give yourself anxiety. For me, I just stay focused in the moment. And, um, you know, if you're focused on the moment, you can't really think about anything else. That's been a real key to my success. I just don't get caught up in, in what's after or what's already happened. I'll just say, you know what, I'm here now at the press conference. You know, I don't even think about the fight. I don't even think about the training session that's already been done. I just think about where I'm at. And um, anything, anything I'll do, I'll stay present. I just focus, man, and just stay, stay, stay relaxed. It's, it's, it's so much easier when you just relax, you know, when you don't think about things. And, you know, there's times in, in life where I get, you know, overwhelmed or, you know, I stress about stuff. And then I just tell myself, you know what, man, like, you can't change it, you know, so don't get, don't get worked up over it or, you know, just stay relaxed. My partner always reminds me just, you know, you can't change it. Just why are you getting angry about it? Just, you know, enjoy. And then I say, yeah, you know what, you're right. 
So for me, I just, like I said, staying in the moment is the key. Yeah. So you've, it sounds to me that you just trust the process and everything that comes your way, you just accept it. Is that That's like... That's true. Yeah. Exactly right. It's, it's God's plan. You know, what if I was meant to be a world champion, I'll be a world champion. You know, that's it's destined. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like when when your your expiry date's done. You know what I mean? Like you know, you never know when you're gonna pass, but it's it's already in, in plan. You know, it could be thirty, it could be fifty, it could be seventy. You know, and your life's already written out. Um, and that's what I mean. I just enjoy every day because you don't know what tomorrow brings. You don't know if you're gonna be here tomorrow. And you know, there's a lot of people that are here today that aren't here tomorrow. So, you know, I just count my blessings and uh, I trust God. I just trust my team and it is what it is. You know, eventually, if I don't give up, it will happen. So, Yeah, that's the, that's the best way I feel that someone could take life, living every day like like it's your last pretty much. Yeah, man. Everyone says, oh, you, you live once. And I'll say, no, nah, man, I don't believe in that. I'll say, you live every day. You only die once, you know. And people are like, oh, that's actually a really good way to look at us. It's the best way. Every day you get the opportunity to live. And people say, oh, you only live once. No, you don't, man. You live every day. Live every day and you only die once. So, um, you know, for me, like I said, I get up in the morning, I do my sessions and I surround myself around good people, my team and, you know, my family. And then, you know, I just, I just relax. You know, like tonight I might even have a pizza. You know what I mean? People, people are too stressed out. You know, oh, what's going on? Like, look at that perfect example, the UFC fighter, that Paddy. Mm. You know, the, Paddy the Batty, you know, yeah. like he fights, he trains hard and then he just goes off on a bender, eats what he wants, he enjoys <laughs> life, you know, and, I don't say I do that because I don't, I don't, you know, think that's the best thing to do. Cause no. there's a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of pressure on the body and the mind, but yeah, enjoy a little bit, man. You know, you got to have a good balance. You know I mean, I don't drink or party, which is good, but yeah, I love my chocolate, love my sweets. Yeah, I love a pizza and, you know, you train hard, reward yourself. You know I mean, and that, that's, that's the key to staying mentally sane, you know, just always rewarding yourself. And yeah, you know, say like I ran 10 Ks this morning. I've done two hours of boxing and so, you know, well, I'm going to have a bit of chocolate tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like I'm going to have a bit of chocolate tonight. I'm going to, have a bit of ice cream or whatever, you know, like don't put so much pressure on yourself and weigh your food and, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, I, I don't believe in that stuff, man. Yeah. Well, I'm a runner, so I run pretty much every day. So I've been running very, like since young. And like you said, it's, it's all about a healthy balance. If you can, if you have a healthy balance, like you just trust the process, like you've been trusting the process, the rewards are coming towards you. Like, right. like you said, if God thinks that you're going to be world champion one day, it's going to happen. It's all, you know, and I, the way I think it is, is a lot of people just expect it to come to them like immediately. It doesn't yeah. like that. It's sport. And, and years to get where I am, you know what I mean? And everyone thinks, oh, you know, they rock up and they see that fight night and they think, oh, you know, how lucky is Rafa, you know, he's living this life. But man, I, I, early mornings, late nights, a lot of setbacks, you know, like no money and, and, and doing it tough. But then, eventually you just keep going and your break will come you know you get that opportunity you know and i did with jeff horn i worked my ass off i got that opportunity and you know i did it with everybody for cal brook to middle around the world and put my name up there and um you know, like i said you just you just give it a crack and everyone gets their time you know like tim zoo's getting his shot coming up now and you know i had my shot my shot's coming you know world champion and everyone gets their time everyone gets a moment and like i said when that moment comes just take it you know don't rush the process you can't rush it you know yeah. if you try to process everything gets uh, it gets undone you know unfolded yeah. Well, there's a clip that I listen to all the time. And it's about Kobe Bryant's speech. And he was saying what the dream actually is. The dream is getting up early, working so hard to what you want to be that a lot of people a lot of people think that living the dream is you have a successful career, you then have a, a perfect life outside of the sport once you retire. It's not that way. 
Like the dream is putting the hours in, waking up early, going to bed early, eating the right food, making sure your body's in the best shape that it possibly could be for the next day. Or when you, even if you, do you have a rest day during the week at all when you box? Uh, I don't believe in rest days. You know, I just, I, I believe in a lot of days and, and like, you know, going like 60% on some of those days. But uh, every day I'm training, every day I'm working. But um, you know, the key to happiness and success, going back to that Kobe Bryant thing, or, you know, for me, it's, it's just ticking off achievements that you've set yourself, small goals. You know, like one of my goals was to stop biting my nails. You know, like I'll bite my nails, you know, and it was a small little goal. And, and what people do is they, they set goals too high that they, you know, un, not un, uh, achievable, but, you know, they're, you know, 12-month goals where like, I want to drive a, a Lamborghini and own, you know, uh, I'm, uh, you know, a six-bedroom house, you know what I mean? And, and it's like, what do you do for work? It's like, oh, I work, I'm trying to start my own business. It's like, well, you know, you're not going to get that in 12 months. You know, it might take you 12 months to even just get your business up and running, you know what I mean? But for me, you set yourself small little goals, you know what I mean? And and it might be, you know, for me, it was like, you know, eating breakfast every morning, you know, stop biting your nails, you know, you know, getting two, you know, major sponsors on board, like little little goals. And then eventually, you know, you start ticking them off and, you know, that's where that's where happiness comes from. You know, you're achieving your your benchmark, and then you start going above that. You know, if I only want two, and I I, I receive three, you know, you start stepping up in life. Or, you know, if I want to run five k's and I've run six, oh yeah, man, I'm ahead of my goals. You know, I'm, I'm ahead. Or when people say, you know, I want to I want to do a diet, I want to run tomorrow, I want to run twenty k's or ten k's. Like, have you ever run before? I'm like, oh no, I'm like, we'll start with two k's. You know what I mean? And then build yourself up. And you know, that's where people go wrong. They try to set goals too too high. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So for a day in the life for Michael Zarafa, how does your day go? Because you said you've had two hours of boxing. Is that yeah. every day? Yeah, what so every day, every day is different. You know, every day is different. I'll, um, I'll train about four to six hours a day, um, depending on what I do. You know, some days it might be sparring, you know, boxing and then cardio. Or some might be, you know, um, you know, road work, strength and conditioning or, you know, every day, every day varies, you know, varies, you know, so, um, Depending on where I am at camp and and how far I am from the fight, um, you know we tweak it. But you know, I'm in the gym mostly uh, every day, uh, boxing, whether I'm hitting the bags, doing mids, doing sparring, um, just skills and drills. I'm just always trying to better myself. And um, yeah, man, like I said, I just put my headphones in and I don't need anybody there. And that's where people people go wrong. You know, they try to have twenty people at the gym, and you know, I mean, just successes where is made when no one's watching, you know, when you're by yourself in those early morning runs, you know, those, and it sounds a bit cliche, a bit cringy, but like, it's, it's the truth. You know, that's where you do the best thinking and the 4am runs and, you know, the late nights training sessions and, you know, the walks, it doesn't have to be, you know, hard every session, but just like the late night walks or whatever you're doing, like just focus on, on your goal and what you need to do and where you're going and, and don't compare, compare yourself to anybody else. Just be you, you know, like I can't be, like I said, I can't be Floyd Mayweather. I can't think like Mike Tyson. I think like Michael Zaraf, I can't even think like you, and you can't think like me. You know, there's only one you, there's only one me. You know, I see people in the gym, they try to, oh, be on Mike Tyson, I want to be like Mike Tyson. Well, sadly, that goal you're never going to achieve because there's only one Mike Tyson. You're never going to be Mike Tyson. <laughs> you know, and that's that's what I try to tell people, just be you, enjoy life, you know, count your blessings, have a small circle and, uh, and smile, man. Yeah. That's good. That's a really good way to look at it. Like for your team, how many people help you get to where you are, like in fighting and stuff? Like, how many how many people do you actually have supporting you? Uh, I mean, I have a lot of supporters, and I'm grateful for that, you know. But in terms of my team, you know, I have maybe ten, fifteen, and uh, you know, they all do their their job and what they need to do. But um, yeah, like I just keep my circle very small, very very small. 
Yeah, that's good. Well, this is a this is a question. So, like, growing up, how did you like? You said you got. How did you actually get involved in boxing? So you said you watched fighters growing up. Is that like? Yeah. yeah. How did you? Did you your family support you in getting in the ring? Were your family fighters before you or? Like, what was it? Uh, I mean, I remember just watching boxing when I was a kid. I was like, man, this is pretty cool. You know, I was fascinated by the whole concept of boxing. And then, uh, you know, at the start, obviously, my family didn't really, my parents didn't really want me boxing, you know, and I was a young kid going to a boxing gym, coming out with blood noses and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it was tough, but eventually they saw how good I was and, and how hungry and d- disciplined I was. And, you know, everyone was saying, you know, who's this, whose parents, you know, this kid? You know, where's their parents? You know, this kid's a, this kid's a, a standout. You know, and I always want to stand out. I always want to be the black sheep. You know, if everyone goes left, I'll go right. But, um, you know, when they saw how much I wanted to be a world champion and how much discipline I put in and the hard work, they, um, you know, they let me chase my dream. And like I said, I'm the man now and I can do what I want. <laughs> and, um, yeah, man, like I said, I'm, it's, it's been a hard road, but I'm here. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. So when you were growing up, so, when did you get your first gloves? Uh, oh, geez. I would have been about seven years old. Um, I put my put my first pair of gloves on and I knew, you know, I had them on, I felt it. It was like when you touch a footy before the game, you just know if it's going to be a good game or a bad game. And uh, I, I just, I love the whole, you know, the feeling of walking into a gym and, you know, it's a solo sport, you know, the concept of just digging deep and punching on, you know, I've, I've always, I've always loved that, you know, and uh, I walked into a gym and like I said, I never looked back. I knew I was at home. Yeah, that's good. So did you play any other sports growing up or was it just boxing? So you mentioned AFL and stuff. Yeah, I played AFL. I played AFL, local footy and stuff. But, I mean, I was disciplined and dedicated to that as well. But, you know, I just never have that, um, you know, that flamboyance and, um, you know, the skill set as I do for boxing. You know, I just understand boxing a lot more, you know, where to be, how to, to, you know, defend and move and counter. And, you know, with footy, I didn't really have that, you know. There's some people that have it, some people that don't. I was just one of those guys that, you know, I was not a bad player because I was fit and I was strong and, you know, I was dedicated. But, I mean, you know, when it comes to boxing, footy, boxing, I weighed everything, the ability and, and the skill set and the mindset. Boxing was a way for me. Yeah. Well, do you think anyone, everyone that's listening to this, do you reckon that everyone, no matter if you're strong, weak, it doesn't matter how you build, do you reckon someone, any, everyone should learn a, some sort of fighting? Yeah, 100%. I think, um, you know, self-defense and, and just the confidence and the mindset and just getting up and doing something out of your comfort zone. You know, I think everyone should do it. You know, you don't have to be a fighter to go learn how to fight. You know, it's, boxing's the, the key to fitness. You know, it's the most you know, powerful fitness source that you can go to. And um, I just feel like, yeah, it's a different it's a different world. You know, your mindset when you box, you know, you're digging deep, you're using different energy sources, you know, you're your mind, your brain's ticking differently. It's different to sitting at a computer all day and thinking, you know, I've only got six hours to go. You know, it's, you're using different things. And, um, you know, I really encourage everyone to get out there and, and box, whether it's boxing, kickboxing, karate, just learn some kind of self-defense because the mind, um, it, it plays, it makes the mind a lot stronger. It plays on the brain. Yeah. Well, I, um, I've been, I've got a boxing bag at home and I've been just boxing the bag just to, and that's been feeling great, even if I'm out there for like 30, 40 minutes, just boxing the bag. It's a different yeah. area of like, a lot of people don't understand like there's different areas and different muscles you're using to actually get the best punch that you possibly can in the bag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I, because that's, I feel like that everyone should learn some sort of fighting because I feel like if if something does happen, like you at least know how to defend yourself. I feel like 
especially in like since we're in both in Melbourne, we there's a lot of well there's a lot of gangs let's just say in areas yeah. in Melbourne that try and start some trouble and something goes wrong and then you say you stand up for someone it just ends up backfiring on you like yeah, yeah. you had any bad experience like that in Melbourne especially because I'm sure I feel like a lot of people would know of you for boxing yeah, as yeah. they tried to arc up to you in the street like how can I could beat you like yeah you get all the time you know once my name started getting a bit bigger and you know like now when I walk on the streets and stuff like everyone knows who I am and uh, you know sometimes you get good people that want photos and stuff and then sometimes you get you know you guys that you know call you a wanker or whatever and you know, you just shrug it off. But um, I've had a few encounters uh, uh, where people have tried to start me. I'm just like, man, like I just get security or whatever that, that around me just to just to deal with it just because obviously I can't do anything about it. So, um, yeah, I just yeah, shrug it off. Like I said, I don't let it get to me or ruin my night or ruin yeah, my friend's night or anything like that. I just get the security to take care of it or just leave the situation. I just walk away. Yeah, that's the best. That's the best way I feel to get out of anything, really. Because especially because like since you you're popular and stuff, I feel like this happens to everyone though. But like everyone's gonna try and want a piece of you in some way. Yeah. And yeah, I feel they, like- they do. Everyone tries to bring you down. No one wants to see you do better than them. And sadly, you know, it's it's easier to criticize someone than to pick someone up. So a lot of people think that's the smartest way to go. But for me, like I said, I just still keep my circle small and uh, do what I got to do and just enjoy. Yeah. Well, this is off. This is boxing as well. So, out of all the fights you've had, what has been the mo- What has been the toughest fight you've had? Uh, I probably say Cal Brooks. I had to really dig deep with that. You know, Cal Brook. He, uh, I took him twelve rounds, but you know, I had to really dig deep. The the, the level change and um, the experience really showed against me in that fight. But uh, I've had a lot of hard fights. You know, Jeff Ward. The two wars with Jeff Ward were tough. You know, Peter Quillen, the Russian world champion. Uh, you know, I fought a lot of tough guys, but I feel like I really had to, I had to really dig deep and keep focused, or else you know it would have been an early night. So, uh, no, definitely not to say England, Calbrook. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Because I watched one of your fight. I watched your highlights against Horn, and it was round nine where you two were just covered in blood, left, right, and centre. Like how I saw you, pretty much it looked like you were winning that fight anyway. But how did it? Because he knocked you down, like like in the final like minute of that fight, how did your mind go from there? Like, oh shit, I've been knocked down. Like, how do you get up from that situation? Because you just stay focused. You just stay like calm, just stay calm. I, my brain registered, fuck, I'm going down. Um, I was like, it's all right, Mick, just get back up, reassess and uh, just get back to the basics and uh, don't get worked up because you panic, you start doing things and then it's all over. So I just I accepted it. And then I just got up and just tried to regroup. But uh, I got robbed in that fight, sadly. But, you know, we won all, hopefully, a trilogy. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It could always come down. I mean, at the end of the day, if you want to settle something, because I feel like that was the most – I feel like that so much shit was going on between you and Horn in that fight, like, leading into it. Like, you guys were showing your words, throwing your words at each other. Like, was that, like, the most beef you've had with a fighter before? Uh, no, me and I was like, hard, had a lot of beef and um... – you know, there was a lot of. I've had a few fighters where me and Tim Zoo. Um, yeah, I have a few, but I mean, me and Horn. You know, we're just generally competitive. Um, we're one each, so you know, there's just that, that competitiveness between us, and uh, it started. It, the, the hate started building, you know. But um, now we've been in front of each other, and we're all sweet now, and now we're friends. <laughs> yeah. 
And I, I was going to say, because I saw a post that he posted yesterday and it was showing respect to you. How was yeah. it getting respect from a fighter like him? Oh, man, it's, it's good, you know. Like, he's been there and he's done it. You know, he beat Manny Pacquiao and he's fought some tough guys and he's in the same boat as me. And, you know, now that I've got a world title fight, it's um, it's exciting. And, and, you know, credit to him and, you know, him and his family. And, you know, I wish him nothing but the best. Yeah, that's really good. That's the best way. Because I feel like a lot of fighters, once they win world titles, this is for a lot of fighters, they end up going on, like, some sort of bender or a partying or some shit. And then they expect that no one will beat them. But, like, I feel like you have to keep in mind... 100% focus on boxing. So I feel like that ha- I feel like that happened with Floyd a couple of times. So he, he'd win a couple of fights and then even though he hadn't lost a fight, he, I feel like he partied a little bit more than what he probably should have, but then he had to back it up with all the fights he'd won, like especially against Manny Pacquiao, who was very yeah. hard to beat. Like, well, he's back- he backed it. He fought everybody, beat everybody. So, you know, when you're doing that, you can do whatever you want. You know, you're running the game. Well, what's your opinion on the YouTube side of things? Because I feel like you've been a lot of people in your press conference against Tim when the fight was going ahead. They called you a YouTube boxer. Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, that's just Tim Zoo being Tim Zoo. That he's as boring as uh, as vanilla. You know, he's he's got no personality. He's boring. He's yeah, he's just Tim Zoo. But um, for me, like I said, I don't let anything get to me. You know, I just I just laugh it off. I just. People's opinions, if I wouldn't ask you for your advice, I wouldn't care what you have to say. You know, if I wouldn't go to you and say, hey, man, I need some help, why would I care what you got to say? You know, so I just, yeah, smile it off. You can say what I want. You know, my record speaks for itself. I fought everyone, beat everyone. I'm making good money. So, you know, Jake Paul's a YouTube boxer and he's running the sport. So I know. what's the I got to say about that? You met him. I wasn't meeting Jake. Because I remember yeah. you had the awards. Of the yeah, yeah, yeah. You met Jake. Yeah, he was nice. He came up to me. He spoke to me. It was all, it was all good. You know, he was a, a top bloke, and um, he was actually really nice. It does a lot. It does a lot for the sport. It does a lot for female boxing. Um, it's all good things. Yeah, it's good. So, like for business, did he come up to you and talk to you about boxing and stuff, or did you go over to him and talk? No way. Our managers are, are good friends, and um, uh-huh. you know, we introduced with each other, and yeah, we took photos and stuff like that, and we just started having a bit of chat, and then yeah, we um, we continued on with the meeting and you know the the function. Yeah. Well, so you won a trophy. What was the trophy for that you won? Because I didn't get to see it. Uh, so they inducted me as world number one as the middleweight um, WBA um, mandatory. So, yeah, that means, yeah, I'll get a world title shot now. Just kick back, relax. And, uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool. So I'm just waiting now. But to be recognized and amongst all the greats and, you know, to be put on the, the stage there and handed award as world number one sounds pretty cool. Yeah. A lot of people, you can hang that on a lot of people. A lot of people don't fight their whole lives and not even getting to that number one title and you have. Yeah. So like, yeah, well, yeah, it's hard work. Like I said, hard work pays off. If you you work hard and you you, you know you don't party and you, you really focus on what you want to do and you manifest you where you're going and what needs to be done and you know, you you'll get there. There's no there's no reason why you can't, you know. People just doubt everybody. Yeah. I feel like that's an issue with social media as well nowadays. Because it's just oh. so easy to get in touch with people. Shocking. Social media is toxic. If it wasn't a box, I wouldn't use it. Yeah. Well, like, I only use Instagram and stuff to get in touch with guests and stuff. That's the only way. That's why I literally I use it, just to get in yeah, touch yeah. with and well, like, got it. it's, a, it's a business tool. It's a marketing tool, but yeah, it's very toxic. Very, very toxic. Yeah. I was going to say, like, have you received any bad messages through Instagram? Because I'm assuming you are a high-profile person in Australia. You probably would have received a message here and there, but knowing you, I reckon you would have been... Yeah. 
every every third message is a negative one. But again, you know, if if they knew better, they'd be doing better. You know, I feel sorry for these people. You know, and, and these this is these messages are coming from parents. You know, like that have kids. So you know, I feel sorry for them a little bit, but you know, just shrug it off. Yeah, and like I feel like what well, here's the thing. I watched I watched Josh Reed's interview with you. How is it? meeting greedy like i know he's a great bloke he ran he runs the 10 stuff like i met him through that because we raced there i was i was to the school because i finished high school this year so i was still under my school and stuff and i met josh there like how was it talking to reading and the interview with him yeah he's a top bloke um i met him through a small group of friends and uh yeah, as a gentleman absolute superstar he's got good charisma good character uh yeah he's uh one of a kind you know he's got a big heart and um I actually got to catch up with him. It's been a while. But we, we keep in touch on, on social media and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, he's a, he's a gentleman. Yeah. Are we going to see another interview with Josh in the future with you? I'm ready to go. You just tell me when and where and we'll get it up. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. So Josh is actually on holiday. So I was actually trying to get him on the podcast with you. So he was going to be helping me with this because I knew you two were really good with each other. And I was like, it would be a good way to, like, see your friendship in that way. Yeah, well, like... next, next podcast, man. Let, let's tee it up and let's get it happening. You know, me yeah. and you and him, we can we can uh, get a get a good uh, get a good potty out for sure. Yeah, because I was trying to do another podcast with him and like and you and stuff, but um, that didn't actually go to plan. But that's right, because like I feel like, how did you see my message? Because I know you get received thousands of messages every day. I had what made you pick up my message and like give me a chance. Uh, to... Sometimes every now and then I'll just get through it. Uh, you know, I've got a management team as well that will help get through it and. You know, just come through the through the uh, the batch, and you know, I've got to give small guys that are starting, you know, their businesses the opportunity as as people gave me the opportunity. You know, I was once starting out as well, and uh, you know, people didn't give me that opportunity. I had to work my way through it. So I know how it feels, and uh, you know, I seen your your message. I thought, yeah, why not? Why? Well, I appreciate you so much. An uh, opportunity to give yourself a go. Yeah, well, I appreciate people like you so much because a lot of people nowadays, because I've had, I've been in touch with plenty of guests before, and they pretty much give the same excuse as to why they can't come on. And it's like they're busy or yeah, yeah, yeah. Even now, I still get it as well. You know, like you still get that. People, oh, you know, it's my birthday or this and that. Or, yeah, that's a, that's life. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. Even Floyd Mayweather himself will get probably people that says, "Oh, I can't make it, but I'll do the next one." You know, because those people are Florida close, you know, so they don't see him as how we see him, you know. So in life, everyone's going to get those people. But you just, again, just keep your head up. Don't put it down. Just go to the next guest. Go to the next person. You know, reach out to the next athlete or whatever it may be. And just keep it going, man. Just keep – never let someone, um, you know, criticize or put you down. Yeah. Positive. That's good. That's really good. So, like, who is next on your – watch list of like who to fight who's next on your list uh there's a few names you know there's Blovkin, lara uh falcao uh yanabik you know but for me i just leave it to my team i just focus on training that's all i need to focus on i'm a fighter i let my team do the management side of things and the uh, promotion side of things and i just focus on fighting train and uh just enjoy life just enjoy life. yeah that's good. Well, I was going to ask about your tattoos. You got a bit of tattoos. Do any of your tattoos have meaning towards them? Uh, not really. They're just religious. You know, I'm Catholic. Uh, believe in God. You know, and um, 
See, you also got the piercings as well and stuff. Like, yeah, all out, mate. You got everything on. Next up, we got the chains and stuff. <laughs> the, uh, the chains, the, the expensive earrings. Yeah. Just enjoying it, mate. You, the money doesn't. When you die, money doesn't come with you. So you got to enjoy it. You know what I mean? You work hard. You got to. You got to explore yourself a little bit. You know. That's right. Well, this is the final part of the podcast. So we're talking about goat talk. So it's pretty much. I'll ask you questions about your opinion on the greatest of all time. And then we'll go from there, and then it should be good. So, go talk. Question one: What, in your opinion, who is the goat of boxing? Roy Jones Jr. Okay. Alright. <laughs> who? Because you mentioned Paddy in MMA. Was that? Is that? This is off the topic, but would you go into MMA once you finish boxing, like to experience it? Never. Never. I'm too <laughs> soft. Too soft. I'll leave that for the, uh, the real fighters. Yeah. Alright. That's alright. I like. Um, all right, next question. So, in your opinion, what is a goat quote for you? Train hard, fight easy. Who's that by? Uh, well, I think I'm the only one that uses it. But um, I mean, a lot of people say it. But I don't know who the actual original uh, in, inventor of that quote. But uh, for me, I just I just train hard. Fight easy. Sorry. What's the greatest advice you've received? Keep your circle small. What's the Keep worst it. advice you've heard? It is what it is. I've heard that a lot. That that bad quote. That worst advice. It is what it is. I've heard that quote plenty of times. No, I don't believe in that. It is what it is. You know, it's a bad quote. You know, it is what it is. What does that even mean? It is what it is. What's not? Doesn't make yeah. sense. No, I yeah. say it sometimes. But people say, oh, "What if you lose? If I lose, it is what it is." But I've said, you know, if I lose, I'm, I'm, I'm making that clear. If I lose, well, then it is what it is. Yeah. You know, I don't hear people say, "Oh, you know, we're going." Or, I don't know. It is what it is. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, like I, I always quote. If I do quote that, I always make sure that I've, you know, uh, advise it with the proper, you know, meaning in front of it. That's right. Or in what is the goat location in Australia? For you, uh, well, I recently went to Port Douglas, uh, Cairns. That was pretty cool. So that was, uh, yeah, next level. Or I reckon I'll, I reckon I'll, I reckon I'll say that. That's good. Or uh, goat. What's the greatest location in the world that you have visited? Uh, Russia, Moscow. I like that. That was pretty cool. It's really good. What is your goat snack? Go to snack. Oh, white chocolate. That's actually quite good. That's a good. That's a good answer. <laughs> I love my white chocolate, man. Is that what you eat on the cheat day? <laughs> Every day is a cheat day. When you, when you train as hard as me, you can have a cheat day. You know, I don't believe in days off. I believe in hard work and rewards, balance. Yeah. Or out of all the boxing pants you've fought in, what is the greatest boxing pants you've fought in? As in trunks. Yeah, in trunks. Uh. My last ones were pretty cool on Fox Sports. Oh, they were pretty, pretty out there. I got them done overseas from F4 Studios, and 
you know, probably my, my nicest kit. They were, they were good. They were hand-designed and, um, yeah, I really like them. That's good. That's really good. So, what is the greatest arena, boxing arena, you've fought at? Sheffield Arena. That's a good answer. I'm, I'm trying to go to Sheffield. It's apparently yeah. really <laughs> Huge. I thought, you know, that's where they have the soccer, you know, 30,000 people. It was, it was electric. Yeah, it would have been. What is the greatest of all time sports person? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Michael Jordan. He's got the Chicago Bulls. He's representing him. Look at that, eh? Yeah, I've got to say Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, I think. Just, yeah, Michael Jordan. That's good. What is a great TV show for you? Oof. Uh, I love uh, I love Big Bang Theory. I love that. Two and a half then's good. Uh, I like all those kind of shows, but I, like, I really love Big Bang Theory. It's, uh, it's a good one. That's good. That's really good. What Do you listen to music? Are you a man that listens to music? Like, uh, Yeah, but I don't really have an artist or anything. I just listen to whatever's going, you know. Like, I'll, I'll, my, my, my podcast is, is all over the job. One minute I'm listening to Drake, and the next minute I'm, I'm pumping Madonna. You know, it's I'm all over the joint, you know. So whatever sounds good, it's got a good beat, I'll listen to it, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter who sings it. I'm a, you know, a man of an open ear. I'll listen yeah. to anything. Yeah. Or if you don't listen to me, do you listen to podcasts? Do you listen, are you a podcast man very often? No, not really. A lot of my mates are, but I don't really listen to them. You know, I listen to um, the music sometimes I listen to. I listen to, um, you know, Eric Thomas and all those guys, the motivational, you know, those with the music behind it, the talking. So it's sort of like podcasts, but... Uh, you know, more motivational speeches, you know, uplifting stuff. Yeah. On your opinion, if you got to meet someone in any area, who would you want to meet? Is he an athlete or just in general? Anyway, in general, just anything. I'm a big fan of Michael Jackson. Um, I think he's a goat. Um, you know, Prince as well. I like Prince. There's a few, there's a few, but I think the most would be Michael Jackson. That's good. That's good. Well, I see you're a you're a man of caps. Is that like one of your what What is your go to cap that you wear? Oh man, whatever. As long as the color suits what I'm wearing, I'm, I'm easy. I'm easy. I'm not fast. I don't really care. But um, I got a I got a good hat collection from you know Bulls hats to these hats, to, you know LA hats. I've got them all. I have them all. Yeah, no, that's good. Hats. <laughs> that's right. So go. So you you're are you a, sh- a sneakerhead sort of? Do you like your shoes? Uh yeah, I love my aftershaves. That's my, that's my go to. I love um you know my aftershaves, my, my colognes. Um, uh, you know I've got a good range of them. I've spent a lot of money on that. <laughs> but um, I love my shoes. I've got a lot of sneakers as well. A lot of kicks. I've got a lot of you know people that sponsor and, and throw out shoes my way. And I'm sponsored by Athletican, which is a good shoe brand. And uh, I uh, my shoe collection is getting bigger. I tend to give a lot of them out, to be honest, because I have that many. <laughs> that's all right. It's always good, good to give back to people. That's the best always. way. That I... That's the key. That's the key. Give back always. That's the best way I reckon you know you're successful when you are giving back to people. Even if you aren't like making a lot of money, as long as you give back to charity and stuff, that's the best way I reckon. I agree. I agree, brother. I agree. Yeah. Well, I've got that's all the questions I've got for you, Michael. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for giving me the opportunity, and 
I wish you nothing but the best, man. We'll keep in touch. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll do we'll do another potty down the track, 100%. I appreciate you so much for coming on and giving me the opportunity to interview you because I know you get a lot of messages left, right and centre about... All good. All good, brother. Wherever I can help, you just let me know. I appreciate it, mate. So, anyways, thanks, guys, for listening to the podcast. Mark, would you like to do an outro of the podcast? Thank you for all the love and support you guys show. If you tune in, get behind this guy. Uh, he's got big things moving forward. Uh, nothing about love and respect. Zarafa and the new... Well, I appreciate you guys listening and paying attention, listening to Michael and his wonderful story. And I hope you guys had a little laugh here and there. But, yeah, thanks, guys, for listening. Yeah, see you guys in the next one.